Hey friends, this is Andy Storch, and I'm excited to announce that we are bringing the Talent Development Think Tank Conference back on February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California. Yes, you might remember we hosted this conference for the first time in January 2020, and it was a huge hit with everyone telling us it was the best conference they ever attended. And of course, we were looking forward to running it again in 2021 until the pandemic hit. That's when I launched the Talent Development Think Tank membership community, and that's been going strong since May of 2020. But I know how valuable it is to get people together in person, and that's why we are excited to be bringing the conference back again on February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California. I'm committed to making this a highly engaging and interactive event where you can connect, learn, and grow together with other talent development professionals. This is going to be the best event out there in talent development, and I would love to see you there. If you want to find more information and get your tickets today, the website is tdtt.us conference. That's tdtt.us slash conference. I hope to see you there. Welcome to the Talent Development Hot Seat. I am your host, Andy Storch, and I am excited and grateful that you are joining me, that you listen to this podcast. Uh, if you are a regular, longtime listener, thank you so much for your loyalty and for tuning in. I hope you've gotten a lot of value out of this show. And if you're new, welcome. Uh, this is the central place where you can go to get the latest news, trends, and best practices on talent development. And I'm excited to announce that I have also launched a new membership community for talent development professionals to take this to the next level and uh, not only tap into those trends, but ask questions and help each other solve real challenges. Uh, that's called the Talent Development Think Tank Community. It's a spinoff of the conference that I ran back in January and that I hope to be running again in 2021. But, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty in the world. We really don't know if and when we're going to be going back to conferences anytime soon. And so I wanted to create a place where people can go virtually to connect with each other, not just on message boards, but to get on real live video calls and ask questions in a trusted environment, a safe environment to talk about things they're working on and get questions answered, solve real problems and get their jobs done uh, so that people can accelerate in their careers. I'm always really big on connecting people and coaching people and helping people succeed. And I want to create a community. I am creating a community that will do just that. And I want to share more information with you today that will potentially help you succeed in this new environment. Uh, so first of all, if you want to find out more about the membership community, this is the first time I'm mentioning it on the podcast, you can go to tdtt.us, as in talent development, think tank, .us or tdtt.us slash community. So that's tdtt.us slash community. Uh, you'll see all the information on there as well as a video from me uh, and um, our updated uh, information and a button right there where you can join. Um, and of course, if you have questions, you can reach out to me. I'd love to chat, andy at andystorch.com or um, go right there through the website. Now, recently I connected with uh, a really great guy named Peter Lombard who is putting together a virtual summit for HR professionals on um, finding more success with virtual teams. And he asked me if I would submit a presentation for his new virtual summit. And I was honored. It was a really cool opportunity. So I created this 20-minute video presentation for his summit uh, that is available if you go to uh, the HR summit. Uh, and I'll find you the website for that in just a moment. Um, but the the video is up on the virtual summit. And I also thought I'd take the audio from that 
and publish it here on the podcast. So if you're someone that likes to listen while you walk or exercise, or if you do have a commute somewhere, uh, you can just listen to it on the go. And um, hopefully you'll get some some great insights from it. This is all about uh, developing talent and how and why talent development is so important in this new virtual age. Um, I talk about the importance of employee engagement, how to get creative with engaging people in a virtual environment, um, the importance of management and leadership and coaching, and how to turn programs into successful virtual training and development programs. I know there's a lot of information out there. Hopefully this quick hit of info uh, over the next 20 minutes will give you some great ideas you can use. And just fair warning, at the end, I do pitch the new Talent Development Think Tank membership community again. If you're not someone who's interested in community, you just skip that part. But if you do like networking, connecting with other people, or you've been saying to yourself, I really do need to get out there more and network, especially now that there's no conferences, then this is the place for you, tdtt.us slash community, um, or reach out to me for more info. And now here is uh, the session that I did for the HR Summit on Successful Virtual Teams. Hey, everybody. My name is Andy Storch, and I'm here to talk to you today about why talent development is your key for retention, engagement, productivity, and growth. And before I do, a quick background on me if you don't know who I am. I am a talent development consultant, coach, connector, podcaster, speaker, facilitator. I do a lot of things in the talent development world. Uh, Most notably, I host a podcast called the Talent Development Hot Seat, where I've interviewed close to 200 different talent leaders, thought leaders across the talent development and HR landscape. I also hosted a conference back in January called the Talent Development Think Tank uh, in Sonoma, California that was a big hit. We had some great speakers like Josh Burson and Liz Weissman and many others. And I've recently launched a membership community called the Talent Development Think Tank membership community for HR and talent development professionals uh, to get together and connect on a regular basis and share best practices because we know this is becoming an increasingly more valuable part of organizations. And <clears throat> I think that's one of, been, one of the interesting things about COVID-19 and what's come out of this is that in many organizations, talent development was important. And in many, it was kind of on the side. And I think HR and talent development have become increasingly more important under COVID-19 as businesses move to uh, workers going remote and working from different places and having different types of needs. HR has been critical in this move. And HR professionals and leaders that I know that are in my network have really stepped up. And I know many of you have stepped up into this role to support the organization, work with IT, give people the tools that they need to get their jobs done effectively while working remotely. Many of you have done fantastic jobs, and I applaud you. Uh, I have watched as uh, I talk to my network from different organizations, and I hear that Uh, contrary to what people might have expected, that productivity and engagement have been up, not down, for many organizations under COVID-19, which is just phenomenal. And I think you should give yourself a round of applause. I wish we were all together, or at least doing this virtually live so we can interact, which is my specialty is in facilitating workshops, live workshops, whether in person or virtually, and getting people to interact with each other. And we'll get to the importance of that later. Um, So excuse me if I'm kind of doing this in a vacuum, Um, But I want to get some important points to you uh, today about talent development because more than ever, employees want to know that they have an opportunity to learn and to grow in their roles. And if they don't get that opportunity, they probably start to look elsewhere. 
COVID has made it more challenging with everyone working remotely and many training programs on hold, but pausing or canceling programs, development programs in particular, is a big risk. And to retain and engage our best people, we must continue to develop them and build a great culture. And this presentation that I'm going to go through really quickly is going to cover some ideas and some reasons and ideas for why and how you need to go develop your people. Now, if you're in HR, you're connected to talent development, you already know how important that development is. You need to help your leaders learn new skills, your people learn new skills so they can get better at their jobs and uh, feel more connected to the organization. But quite frankly, as I talk to HR talent development leaders from different companies, thought leaders, we look at the studies and the numbers, and I always hate to generalize, but the younger generations highly value development. When they go into new roles, new careers, they wanna know that they are going to get some growth out of it. They wanna know where they're going to go, how it's gonna support them in their career and their long-term growth. And you know, unfortunately, you, you may not like this, but many of them are not thinking of the company they join as, this is where I'm gonna be the long-term. And think of it more as a stepping stone or an opportunity to learn new skills and, of course, give value back in return. We know there's not nearly as much loyalty as there has been in the past, but at the same time, we know and we see clearly in the numbers that the companies who do provide those development opportunities uh, tend to get not only more engagement and productivity, but they get more retention from their employees who hang around longer as well because they're quite happy and fulfilled in their roles when they're getting the challenges and the uh, development opportunities that they really want. So we got to pay attention to that. Sometimes it's not easy to see the immediate return on investment or ROI when we are uh, investing and developing our people, but we do get those long-term benefits of people hanging around longer because they want to know that they're going to be able to grow and, uh, and learn new things, learn new skills and improve. And if they're not going to get that, like I said, lo the loyalty is gone on both sides. So if they're not going to get that, uh, it's also easier than ever to start looking around and find a new place to work. All you need to do is go on LinkedIn or even Instagram and connect with your friends and see what they're working on. Uh, start talking to recruiters and find that next opportunity. A little bit tougher right now as we're under COVID-19 and un unemployment is higher, uh, but you can't rely on that to keep your best employees, right? They're always going to be looking around and they know they have marketable skills. Many of them do. So we've got to make sure that we engage them and develop them. So I want to start with engagement. And first and foremost, you've got to find ways to keep your people engaged. And it was easier when we were at the office. Uh, certainly, you know, you could bring in the kegs and have the happy hours and uh, do certain activities and interactive workshops, things like that. We've got to get a little more creative now that everybody's working remotely. And I've heard some great stories from different contacts and different organizations, um, having regular short daily stand-up meetings, having more weekly meetings, having listening sessions with um, the CEO, with leaders, um, sending videos back and forth, having, getting everybody involved in creating some type of training or development inside organizations, short video, short instruction things. It doesn't even have to be work-related. I heard companies asking all of their people to make a a one-minute training on anything. And so we have cooking, taking care of pets, all that sort of stuff. Those things are engaging. I hear a lot of companies doing virtual scavenger hunts, um, different types of games that they play on Friday, um, setting up you know, Slack, WhatsApp groups, different ways to not only keep communication up, but really keep people engaged, people, people connected, so they feel like they are part of something. 
right? They feel like they're part of the organization. They're part of something going on. They're part of a greater purpose. And that's critical because if people don't feel like they're part of something, if people feel separate, they feel like they're outsiders, that's when they get frustrated, they feel lonely, and they start looking at other opportunities. They start looking to go other places, right? So you've got to engage as well as develop your people. Now, part of that engagement, especially in a crisis, especially under something like COVID-19, communication becomes really, really important. Communication and transparency. Now, we've already, we're several months into COVID. I'm sure many of you have already seen this, learned some of these lessons. Um, but I want to reiterate that you've got to keep communicating often, probably more often than you think or you expect. You need your leaders to keep communicating. As I mentioned, many companies are doing listening sessions. They're doing um, you know, weekly uh, information, you know, emails and calls with the CEO. Um, you're doing Q&A calls. Um, they're sending out information even when they don't have all the information on what's going on. You know, for instance, as I recorded this right now in um, mid-June, you know, companies are starting to talk about returning to the office. Some have, some have not. And I think a lot of employees want to know, what is the plan? And your executive team may not even have a plan yet, but you can't let people just make up their own ideas. You've got to put the information out there and say, here's what we're thinking about. We don't even have a plan yet. We're, we're figuring it out, right? Communication is critical. Transparency is so important. And you also can't assume that people who are not speaking up know what's going on or they have things figured out. You've got to be proactive in reaching out to those who you haven't heard from. And this is especially for the managers out there, people on your team. You got to make sure that you're keeping tabs on them, that you know what everybody's up to. And um, don't assume that just because you haven't heard from them in a while that they've got it figured out. And also don't assume that, you know, with this new flexible work arrangement that people would just prefer to have less meetings and just have more time back to do what they want to do. It can be really effective and beneficial to have regular short calls for people to check in, engage with each other, see what's going on, ask for help, offer help, that sort of thing. So the engagement and the communication is absolutely critical. It's a foundation to everything that we're doing right now. And then, as I mentioned earlier, we've got to find ways to give development opportunities. I realize that in many organizations, some of those big um, you know, leadership development programs have been cut. Uh, a lot of stuff was done in person, and we can't do those anymore. A lot of organizations said, hey, we'll do virtual one day. We don't know when that's going to come. And obviously, one day is here, right? We are now doing virtual and digital learning and development. Some companies were already doing it well. Many had put it off for the future. And now we are all in this world of virtual uh, and digital learning and development. I want to give you a few tips on that. As I have been digging in this too, before COVID, I was on planes a lot facilitating in-person workshops. I run a lot of uh, workshops and programs on leadership development, business acumen, business simulation, sales training, innovation, things like that. And it was almost all in person. And uh, we always said virtual would come one day, especially for all those global organizations we work with. And one day is here, right? We've converted everything to virtual. And I've been running a lot of virtual workshops lately over Zoom. And so I wanted to give a little bit of insight into what I've learned throughout that process. First and foremost, as many of you know, you can't just take something and put it online and make it virtual, right? To take a, a six-hour classroom training and just put it onto Zoom or Microsoft Teams or whatever and have somebody talk for six hours. I already feel really um, hesitant and, and self-aware talking to you for about 20 minutes because I know people's attention spans uh, probably last about that long 
without having any type of interaction. So I appreciate if you're listening, you're tuning into this, um, that you are listening and maybe taking some notes. And I want to put this on my podcast as well so that you can listen to the audio version of this later. So you can't just take something and put it online. You've got to find ways to make it interactive, to make it engaging. Um, I use Zoom a lot with my programs. And if there are more than, say, six people in there, I use breakout rooms. And I find that that often is almost enough sometimes to make it interactive and engaging because once people get in a bigger group, that's when they start tuning out. So if you've got more than, say, eight people, 10 people on a Zoom call, you, that's where you start using those breakout rooms because otherwise people get lost, they disengage. Um, you also need some activities, right? Some things for people to do, some questions, some case studies, some assignments, some challenges for them to deal with, for them to work together. And you want them to learn from each other, not just from you, not just from the trainer or the teacher, to learn from each other and the experience. So I work out a lot of interactive, engaging, experiential type programs that used to be in the classroom. And now we've taken on to Zoom. We use the breakouts, we use uh, PDF, we use interactive uh, technology for people to be able to answer poll questions and talk to each other, communicate, learn from each other. And to that end, you got to think about the platform because uh, Zoom is definitely the best, in my opinion, uh, as far as interactivity and the user experience. But I know a lot of organizations don't want to use Zoom because of whatever security issues they heard about. And so a lot of them are using Teams or WebEx. Uh, whatever you're using, just make sure that you've got the capability to do the breakouts and do whatever interactive stuff you want to do and try to get people on video as much as possible because that is what builds the intimacy that we have where we can truly get to know each other and interact with each other. It's a lot, it's a much lower, higher level uh, than just being on a phone and audio only, right? So you've got to get people on video. You got to get them to interact. You got to get people to participate, to speak up and to really engage. And if you can make it experiential, um, get into small groups, that's excellent as well. You don't see me looking at you the whole time because I'm also looking at my notes as well. Um, keep it shorter. Use multiple sessions. I think many of you have probably learned that already as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you have, uh, you know, what's normally a full day workshop or a half day workshop, you can't just throw it up on Zoom. So we often break them up into 60 minutes or 90 minutes. Um, I do some that are three hours, uh, but they're highly interactive. If it's just going to be a lecture like this, uh, you know, a talk, I would make it 30 minutes and then do another session, right? Um, do them once a week or twice a week and break them up so people can take some lessons, go off and practice, and then come back for more lessons. And to that point, give people a chance to practice. Find ways to help them reinforce the learning. Um, so that could be uh, in like maybe a group page that they're connected on, uh, an app, uh, some assigned follow-up assignments, and keep them connected. Let people communicate with each other, help each other, um, so you can form cohorts uh, where people can stay connected and communicate. Maybe they have a Slack channel or an email list, whatever it is, let them check in with each other on the things that they've learned. Let them come together to practice. And uh, you may want to use some type of program or apps to reinforce the learning. It could be group coaching. It could be peer uh, mentoring circles some of my uh, colleagues use. It could be a digital app that you use to reinforce a lot of the learning. Um, two of my favorites are um, from a friend of mine named Kevin Cruz has an app called LeadX that is uh, really kind of the reinforcing all the stuff in between for coaching, gives people information, guidance, little nudges on things that they should be doing to reinforce the learning. Another friend of mine named Paul Middleton has an app called First 90 uh, that helps managers or salespeople through the first 90 days of a transition. 
um, and gives them the nudges every day of the things they need to do. And they both learn from consumer apps that take advantage of habits, right? You, when you have a daily habit, a weekly habit, then you're more likely to engage in learning and it's more likely to reinforce the learning. You can also use micro learning, right? People really appreciate micro learning and those short bursts learning. They don't want to sit through long classes sometimes, especially virtually. You think about how people get things done um, at home when the washer breaks or they want to fix their sink or something. Where do they go? They go to YouTube, right? For short videos on how to do the things that they want to do. So a lot of organizations have turned to micro learning providers like Udemy or LinkedIn Learning uh, or others. So think about providing those to your organization. I have um, partnerships with other uh, organizations provide those. LeadX, as I mentioned, provides a lot of micro learning, um, rapid learning institute. And of course, I mentioned LeadX, I mentioned LinkedIn Learning and Udemy, and there's many others out there, right? Um, so pick the one that works best for your organization. Reach out to me if you want recommendations. I'd be happy to make introductions and connect you. Um, but I think the important thing is that you've got your main learning opportunities, you make them interactive, engaging. You find ways to reinforce the learning. You provide micro learning options, maybe some digital app-based learning options so that people can learn on the go, especially in this mobile first culture that we live in. People are out and about more and more now post-COVID. Um, you want to give them those opportunities to keep learning, keep connecting, checking in with each other, reinforcing the learning and practice, right? Practice is so important. That's why most of what I do is experiential uh, because people learn best from practicing things, from trying things, from failing um, and, and trying again. And so give people a chance to practice in a safe place uh, so they can learn from those experiences. And, you know, finally, remember that managers are so critical to this whole process, right? If people are going to go through learning programs, they've got to have support from their managers. Managers need to support that learning. Ideally, the managers go through it first and they say, oh, I want my people to go through this as well. And the managers are very supportive of development opportunities. Managers need to keep giving um, guidance. We need to keep giving them guidance uh, and reminders on how to be good managers. And then we need our managers to have empathy for their people. We need them to keep communicating and we need them to keep coaching and giving feedback to their people. Many people are promoted into manager positions because of something they did well as an individual contributor and then they're not really given the training and development they need to be a great manager. So find ways to provide that guidance. Give them the resources, the training they need and remind them that coaching is more important than ever now that people are working remotely, now that you don't see your people every day, you've got to reach out. You've got to have those conversations. You've got to ask questions. You've got to listen. and You've got to offer your support so that people can get their jobs done better, more effectively, easier, that sort of thing. And finally, finally, as I think about managers and coaching, one thing I've really learned um, through the last couple of years, uh, I work with a uh, colleague and a good friend named Christine DiDonato, who has a program called Accelerate Me and a new book out called Get There Faster, our new book out coming out soon as I record this called Get There Faster. And um, what I've learned from working with her and writing my own book that I'm working on called Own Your Career, Own Your Life is that many people don't truly know what they want or they're waiting for their manager to tell them what to do. When you can help your employees get clear on what they really want, where they wanna go in their career, whether it's a promotion, maybe a move to a different department, whatever it is, when you get clear on that and the managers are clear on that, then the managers can more effectively 
help them, support them, and coach them through that process. So when they've had that conversation and said, you know, where do you want to go in your career? How can I support you? Then managers can be more supportive. People feel more supported. They feel more engaged and excited. They're going to be more productive in their jobs. And everybody is going to win. But it starts with self-reflection. It starts with coaching. It starts with a conversation. And you want your managers to be having those conversations. You want your employees to be thinking about where they want to go with their careers. Um, because when they are more aware of who they are, where they want to go, they can now be more specific in the type of development they request. You can be more specific in the type of development you recommend. And your managers can be much better coaches and mentors to the people that are involved. If you want help with that, reach out to me. I'm happy to share any of the resources I mentioned, make introductions. As I mentioned, Christine has a really great program called Accelerate Me that helps employees take ownership of their careers. I'm working on a book called Own Your Career, Own Your Life uh, that is all about helping employees stop drifting and take control of their future. And uh, I'm excited to share a lot of these resources with you. If you are in HR or talent development and you're looking for more, you want to connect with people who are doing the jobs you're doing, share best practices, find out what they're working on. Um, feel free to reach out to me. Like as I mentioned at the beginning of this recording, I have recently launched a new membership community called the Talent Development Think Tank Membership Community. And it is the central place where people can come together uh, to share best practices, connect with each other, network, learn trends, and solve real challenges, right? Ask questions and solve real problems. We have expert speakers. Uh, we have discussions on different topics every month. And if you're in talent development, organizational development, learning development, leadership development, or just HR, um, you would probably love being involved. So reach out or head over to our website, tdtt.us slash community. And uh, I really appreciate you tuning in for this. I hope you took some notes and maybe got some ideas, um, some things that you can do differently. And if you want more help, be sure to reach out to me. I would be happy to help you with anything. And I hope that you have an awesome week. Cheers.